morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. 736 on your Wednesday morning, day three of the all-new This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre, Morley 2. Uh, great to have you here, Chedville. Nice to have you on board. As with any of our topics throughout the day, if you want to jump in on them, the text line is 780-496-0063. Had lots of conversations already this morning, including office etiquette mm-hmm. and uh, the good things about gossip. I mean, the good the good advice about when to gossip, when not to, and why not to. Anyway, on the text line, we have a bunch of those. We'll get to a few of those comments for you. I think there'll be a few people wanting to jump in on this conversation, though, as so. well, Stacey, especially. Yeah. A couple of days ago, we got that report that was a third-party report commissioned by the Alberta. Alberta government looking at the possibility of an Alberta pension plan, pulling out of CPP. Yeah. And the big one that I think shocked an awful lot of people in an awful lot of a new way is the suggestion that we would pull, be able to pull out half the value of the CPP, the Canadian pension plan, yeah. for Alberta, that we are, are owed or are due half of and that of course, fund. we do not represent half of the population of not Canada. Not quite. Not quite. Not even no. close. No. Uh, yeah. So it's it's kind of odd. I find it very odd because I don't think anyone wants this. I, I haven't talked to anyone on the street who says, "Yeah, that's a great idea." Yeah. It it depends on where those conversations are. Uh, mm-hmm. There there was the promise of a referendum, but I don't remember. I, I remember this in the even the election campaign being more. Oh well, you know, something we can look at maybe, and it she was didn't sort want of to shuffled. Talk about it it was shuffled campaign. under the uh, you know. Yeah. We'll deal with it later. Well, yeah. now it comes. Up. So let's let's just dive into some of these these possibilities or so many questions. Is it possible? All of this uh, managing director and head of global public affairs at CPP Investments, Michelle Leduc, is joining us this morning. Michelle, thank you so much for your time. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm great. Thank you for uh, having me on your show. Really appreciate. It. So, Michelle, when you heard this idea, and obviously it has been floated in this province before, is it a good idea or a bad idea in your opinion? Well, thanks for asking me. Um, I think it's really up to the policymakers to determine whether it's a good or a bad idea. What, what I, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. What I can do, because I've been with the organization for over 12 years, um, and it's a global organization, so I spend a lot of time with, with our partners and, and organizations that we invest in and foreign governments who sell us their assets. So I can certainly talk about what works well and what works well for the three million Albertans that contribute to the Canada Pension Plan. And uh, is it stability uh, that, that is the most important one? Because that's something I've heard uh, raised with the concern about, well, if you switch to an APP, there may be maybe concerns about how it works. Is stability one of the, the great benefits from your point of view? Absolutely. Something that you can count on. Look, your pension promise is one of the most important things that you might want to hold. All of us, all of us, the single largest financial risk that we face in our lives is outliving our assets. You know, the original pension plan um, was uh, assuming that people live to 65. People are living well into their 80s and 90s, and many we have many more people who are 100 years old in, in Canada. So to have money... Uh, you know, after you've stopped working for that period of time is so important for so many of us to maintain our standard of living. So to have a pension promise that will pay out, that is as solvent as the Canada Pension Plan. And what Canadians may not know is that we're one of the few countries on the planet that have a solvent pension plan. U.S. Social Security is not going to have enough money in 11 years to pay their current benefits. 
Korea is facing the same problem. So is Japan. The United Kingdom pension system is, is fragmented. Canada has one of the best pension funds in the world and best performing pension funds in the world in terms of our rates of return. So what happens if, if we form something a little bit smaller? We just don't have the weight behind it that the CPP does in terms of investment. Well, you know, one of the people ask me, why is the Canada Pension Plan Fund so successful? I point to a few things. The first thing is we have a very, very clear objective. One thing to do, one client. And that is to make as much money as we possibly can for our one client. And our one client are that that, that is the fund that represents 21 million Canadians. That's the first thing. The second thing is our job is to do it without any political interference. Like, I don't have to tell you that having 10 governments, 10 governments who participate and all looking after and over each other, no one government is going to be able to try to interfere and to say, oh, you know, you should invest more in this province. Oh, you, you know, we're, we're dealing with a, a difficult financial situation in our province right now, so maybe you should invest more here. Or we're going through a global financial crisis. Maybe we could take some money out of the fund to put more spending into infrastructure. So having 10 governments is the biggest safeguard because it protects it protects the organization from political interference. It becomes trickier when it's just one government. Uh, and one of the arguments in Alberta has been, and, and, and whether you agree with this this notion or not, is of, of sort of separating a little bit or, or taking a step back from, uh, you know, the, the authority of Ottawa, a little more autonomy for the, for the province of Alberta, and that's why this would be part and parcel. So you mentioned the 10 provinces or the ones that do uh, are involved in CPP. Uh, does Ottawa have any say in anything you do uh, as far as investments, as far as administration? Are there things that Ottawa can do that do impact CPP and that there is a political uh, connection? The, the short answer is no. And, and I just hope, you know, there's there's room here for a lot of misinformation. So, And I know the relationship, and it's not for me to opine on this, but I know the relationship between Alberta and the federal government hasn't been perfect. Um, but to the degree to which it's painted is we want to pull out of the Canada Pension Plan to create an APP, and it's painted because it's a way, because Ottawa is mistreating the province, is, I, I would say, um, not accurate. The Canada Pension Plan, um, let's focus on the first word. It's about Canada. Uh, pensions is uh, largely a matter of, of provincial jurisdictions, which is why Alberta has the right to do this. Um, however, there are a whole bunch of economic and policy benefits to, to join up with other provinces to create a national scaled up plan that could be a global powerhouse. So, you know, it, it's really about the workers in Ontario, the workers in Newfoundland, the workers in BC, all of us contributing the same. We all contribute the same rate. We all will get the same benefits, coast to coast to coast, depend, you know, based on you know, the years of service that we've had. So this is really a composition of provinces coming together to create something big. So we share the risk. So no one province um, has to deal with the, you know, the significant risks that pension funds. So this is not about Ottawa. This is about workers coast to coast. And Alberta pays more because we have a younger workforce. But we talk about the 10 provinces. Can we talk about Quebec and what they have there? I heard that they're paying more because their population is, is perhaps a little bit older. Can you tell us about uh, Quebec and the model there? And, and is it working or is it not? Well, 
all, um, you know, all pension funds face their own challenges and are all solving for different things. So the Quebec plan, they never joined the CPP. So it's, it's, um, it's difficult to make comparisons because having been in the CPP and then trying to break out is very different from never having joining in the first place. So one of the issues um, with, uh, I shouldn't say issues, but one of the considerations to think about the Quebec pension plan is uh, they started out um, based on some assumptions around demographics, and some of those demographics changed. Um, and that is one of the reasons why they pay more. The contribution rate for the pension plan is higher than the Canada one. Um, and, you know, demographic is very hard to predict. This is one of the issues that, you know, we hope to be able to be a source of information is there are pension plans all over the world um, were created based on assumptions of, of, you know, current age of workforce, but, you know, demographics can change. In fact, I would say the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board, the organization I work for, the investment fund, exists because of serious miscalculation and demographics. When the Canada Pension Plan was created in 1966, it made a whole bunch of assumptions about demographics, and they were dead wrong. It's very hard to, to predict demographics. The, the society started to age, people were having less children, the economy changed, um, and so the fund needed to find a way to create more value, and that's why we were created, to expose the fund to capital markets. So that's why it's very tricky to, to, to make assumptions around demographics, um, because that's what will determine whether or not the fund can be solvent at a current contribution rate. It's a fascinating conversation, one that's going to continue in this province for sure for uh, the I next little while. I wish we had while. more time. Yeah. Michelle LeDuc, thanks so much for your time, and uh, thanks for giving us some more to chew on. Thank you, and uh, please uh, reach out to me at any time. This is an important topic. Sounds good. Michelle LeDuc is Managing Director, Head of Global Public Affairs at CPP Investments. Uh, do you have faith in what is or hope in what could be? Where do you stand? Shedville, 780